Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn SRE one day at a time. In the last couple of weeks, I've been involved with a group at IAG who's been formed to investigate how we can deliver faster, reliably at IAG in the wider sense. And the name of this group is the Continuous Delivery Forum. So I wanted to discuss what we've been exploring and the ideas around that and my own perspectives. I think that this is relevant to SRE uh, and I'll come to that at the end. Continuous delivery is a very specific thing and I'm less interested in going into the details about what's been written about it. What I am interested in is the underlying concept which I think ultimately comes down to delivering features and changes in smaller batches more frequently. And there are a wide range of benefits from doing that. The first benefit that comes to mind is that the less features and changes are included with each deployment or release, the less risk there is because you're making less change. The more change we make, the more risk there is that we're going to introduce some kind of issue or incident. The second benefit is that when an incident does occur, we can resolve it faster because we have an optimized delivery pipeline, which means we can get that fix in faster. The third benefit is that because we are releasing more frequently, we're getting feedback from real customers in production more frequently as well. So we get that feedback loop. That means that we can be a more responsive organization. There is a better probability that we're going to be able to build the thing which the customers want or need. The fourth thing is that when we need to deliver frequently, it forces us to simplify our delivery process and to automate everything that can be. And that has wide ranging benefits. The fifth benefit, which is incredibly important, is that because we are simplifying our delivery process and we are automating everything that we can, we are delivering faster, which is the underlying goal. The sixth benefit is because of the use of automation, we end up with a more predictable, consistent level of quality, which is a good thing to have. And lastly, one of the side effects of delivering and deploying very frequently is that everyone is very familiar with the process. They have a lot of experience, the confidence in this area. That provides a level of maturity, which you wouldn't get if you are delivering and deploying to production once a month, for example. I'm sure there are other benefits which I haven't mentioned, but there's seven great ones to start with. Now, I did want to mention that the goal of all of this is not perfection. Not every team needs to deploy to production 40 times a day. That might not serve any purpose. It might be impossible for various reasons. It doesn't matter though, because it's not about perfection. It's about moving towards that, setting that up as the aspirational target. And the further you go, the closer you get to the aspirational target, the better it's going to be for your team and your organization. The other thing I wanted to mention is that it's very easy to get fixated on delivery teams in this space. But often it's the external structures and processes around them which heavily influence their ability to, to deliver frequently. It could be things such as, say a team has got to a point where they could potentially deploy to production every day because of the level of their maturity. But there might be a program or a structure from the organization around it, which requires them to hand over their code to a testing environment for 
two weeks of testing before going live. Now, that's an example where there are structures beyond the delivery team which are impacting the lead time. And the lead time is the time from when a developer commits the code until it's in production. So there's lots of benefits to delivering small batches more frequently to the organization. But what about the delivery teams themselves? I think there's significant benefit as well. For one thing, it gives the opportunity to understand your delivery process and the way that you work better, to see and find opportunities for improvement, pain points, to implement automation, to free you up to do more interesting and valuable work, to simplify your ways of working, and ultimately for the members of your team to have more joy in their work because they are, there's less complexity, there's less tedious toil work, and there's more creative thinking and improvement work, which I think people get an intrinsic sense of satisfaction from. So where do we start? How do we go from here to there, to go from slower to faster? I think, because I'm reading the, the Toyota Way at the moment, I think one of my guests on the show recommended it as a book to read, and they talk about this concept of walk the gimba. And what that means is go to the factory floor and watch the work happening to truly understand how it's being done and to look for opportunities for improvement. And I think in the world of IT, it is exactly the same. If you're making decisions about how to improve without actually going and observing the work and seeing what's being done and how and why, then it's just a thought experiment. It's just a random guess about what the problem is and how to make things better. You have to go and understand deeply your ways of working, how a feature goes from here to when it's delivered and in production and being operated. And if you don't understand that, then you're not going to know where to improve or where to start from. I think there is an iterative process here of learning, of continual learning. First of all, there's the observation and the learning about what's going on. Then there's the identification of waste and opportunities and pain points. And then there's the implementation of small adjustments. And then you go back and observe again and learn. Did that change that we made have any impact or not? Not so ironically, I think that this is also the best way to deliver features to customers in actual IT customer-facing projects. So there are lots of different techniques and ways that we can surface and observe and identify how things work and where opportunities are. Value stream mapping is one of them. I won't go into detail, but it's a way of understanding from beginning to end how a product is created or a service is developed. It's very useful. Another one which I just read about literally yesterday, properly for the first time, uh, is the SDO metrics, which stands for Software Delivery and Operational Performance Metrics, something created by Google. And there's basically five different measurements that you can use to assess your level of maturity when it comes to delivering software. So the five SDO metrics are lead time. So this is the time taken between when developers commit their code until it is in production. The second one is deployment frequency. How often are you deploying to production? Uh, the third one is the change failure rate. When you do deployments or make changes to your systems, what is the, uh, the rate at which issues occur? Uh, the fourth one is the time to restore, which is a little bit contentious these days with you know mean time to recovery being criticized a bit. But it's basically a metric to say when issues or incidents do occur, how long does it take to get to a point where that issue's been remediated? And lastly, availability. 
how available are the services that you're building to your customers. And it might also be when you're delivering critical software, how available uh, are your environments and your applications and your tools to your staff or your developers and testers and engineers who need to do their work. And if things are not available, they can't do their work, which is a problem. I don't claim to be an expert in any of this stuff. It's all pretty new to me. I've never really tried to implement it in a, the real world in an organization. What I do think is that it's ultimately about continuous learning, having the right culture and mindset to constantly reflect on what we're doing and how we can do it better. And if there is not a true uh, willingness to want to improve or a true acknowledgement that there is a problem or things could be better, then it's very difficult to get this kind of thing off the ground, I think. So that takes a lot of the right mindset and support from the right leadership in an organization. That's all from another episode of Slight Reliability. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am about to go to the dentist, so I have a really great day ahead of me. Uh, but I am looking forward to being back next week with more content. So thanks once again, and I'll see you next time.